ladies and gentlemen, the power forward that everyone wanted to be back in Boston is back. Milan Lucic. And we're back. It's fitting, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 100th year, get those centennial jerseys going, make a lot of bank. Who cares about what's on the ice? This is a very, very happy way and happy episode that we're going to be having today. And to make it uh, even more saddening, uh, we have friend of the show, uh, Will, <laughs> joining us. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thanks for the warm welcome. Glad to be here, guys. Hey. Uh, I think I got so, I got a call on the other line. I'll uh yeah. I'll get back to you guys. Well, we are here to discuss the just the Bruins off season. You know, the start of the off season. The draft just happened. The NHL awards happened. Uh, some Bruins trades happened, and free agency happened. Um. And while there is one thing that I alluded to in that intro, uh, we are going to wait until the end to talk about that because it is the most angering thing out of all of this. Um, But let's start with something that happened sort of just randomly on June 26th, you know, just a nice and peaceful day. And then out of nowhere, Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno get traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. How do we how do we feel about that one? Well, when it first broke, I was like, okay, well maybe they'll get like a mid pick back. You know, I wasn't expecting a first. Let's just say I was very surprised to see quite literally basically nothing. I mean, there's potential with which one I don't remember which one is like the 22 year old, but hey, maybe there's something there. But I thought, hey. This one thing certainly means another thing is going to happen, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, no, I was very, I guess I wasn't surprised because we kind of knew someone had to get out. But yeah, what about you, Will? What, what... I mean, we all knew a deal was coming because they mathematically, I don't think they could put together a roster if they didn't move somebody. I think. Looking back, I think Hall was always maybe that number one or two guy on the cut-down list. So it sucks to see him go because he was phenomenal here. But welcome to the salary cap era. So the hands were tied. I mean, I think you could have also moved Allmark or Grizzlick. But, you know, I think that's going to end up being the backbone of the team. More on that later. But... I mean, they had to do what they had to do. The return, a little bit, uh, n- not as good. It's better than future considerations, but <laughs> I would have liked a little bit of a draft pick in here, not going to lie, rather than some defenseman who may get a jersey and maybe like a Duncan gift card as his uh, payment for being in Boston. Yeah, I don't, like, you know, which, seeing Jay Fresh post Ian Mitchell's card, um, zero percent projected for (laughs) um you know now the bruins ended up signing shattenkirk so it's not like ian mitchell's going to be starting in the lineup every day everyone will be injured but uh, that's probably true it'll just be like 16 17 again but um at least at least he's not like 
the third right-handed defenseman. He's the fourth, but he's not the third. So maybe <laughs> we can live with that. Um, okay. And yeah, Alec Regula. I think that's how you pronounce his name properly. Who knows? You, I, um, unless you want to get a Boston accent and try to say regular. Oh, true. Um, I'm not <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Alex regular. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, he's he's the younger one. He's 22 and he's 6'4". Um, oh. Probably have a bit more potential out of him to be something. Um, but he's probably going to be starting in Providence anyways. So that's Good. more of a wait and see probably going to be the better acquisition of the two of them but even then i'm not expecting much out of out of either one because yeah it really Which was just kind of contract slots hope, for contract slots at that point you know if you want some hope in 1920 his final year in the ohl 56 games 60 points 27 goals as a defenseman that That's was intriguing. four years ago. <laughs> but you know what? We're talking about the little things that. Yeah, I know. Just anything, right anything we can get to latch yeah, on to. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Hey, and look at that! Fifty-five penalty minutes. Hey. Hey, maybe got into a fight or two. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, maybe he, maybe there's something there, but. Um. Taylor Hall's a good player, and he's going to play well with uh, Connor Bedard. So, yeah. good, good for ta- congrats, Taylor Hall, on a good season. You're going to have one. Yeah. yeah. It's just I don't know. I guess I guess we can still talk more about it when we talk about later player, but yeah. Taylor Hall yeah. should not be number one on your list of players to trade. There are t- easily two that should be ahead of him, mm-hmm. considering the team's perspective towards Grizzlick. I'd say three. Um, yeah. Oh, no, they're very confident in his. Yeah, abilities. that quote from Sweeney, like, come on, you can't say that when back to back seasons or back to back playoffs, you've had two different coaches bench him in the playoffs. And it's not like he wasn't even bad in the playoffs this year. He was one of their best defensemen. Granted, that's because yeah. a lot of the defensemen were bad, but still. And just broken, too. Relative <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> he still played well in the games that he got, so. But it's know. not like they have another left defenseman who could fill in, who you know is making a significant less amount of money. Yeah, it's a world. <laughs> I or, mean, yeah, know, like a, I was gonna say like it's not gonna be like the same level yeah. of like play, maybe like as like a Grizzlick, obviously, but like versus Forbert, come on, like you're they're gonna make mistakes just in different ways, and if it's the difference mm-hmm. of two million dollars in cap space, you take Saboro. Or if they really want to get crazy and actually, you know, give a young player the chance to play, Mason Lowry signed him and he has looked phenomenal. Stick him third pairing and you never know. Baptism by fire. You know, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. (laughs) I would love, I would trust me, I would love nothing more. That year when Pasta. Well, actually, it was the right after he got drafted, obviously, when they were able to stick him in and he actually succeeded. That was so much fun to watch. And we haven't been able to, I guess, McAvoy in the playoffs, too. That was yeah, actually yeah. the most recent one. And I guess it fits for being a defenseman. That was a whole lot of fun to watch. I'd love for that. But big jump going from Ohio State University to the Bruins, which, hey, well, NHL Bruins. But <laughs> maybe he could do it. Um, but I'd like to see him in Providence getting power play, penalty kill, 
all situations, a lot of ice time instead of being thrown onto a third pair to see maybe what twelve at most a night. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, hey, it'd be nice if he was. Uh, how do I put this? It'd be nice if a prospect panned out again. It's been a while. If anyone What's that like at any point <laughs> had some success, maybe. Oh, and we didn't even talk about Nick Foligno's Blackhawk for $4 million. Yeah. That's a cap floor hit. Yep. They same signed with... Corey Perry to the exact same yeah. contract. <laughs> They're going to get some picks at the deadline, I can tell you that. Yep. Good. Good for good for Nick Foligno. Yeah, it's like, I mean, Nick Foligno. He Foligno's... got raised, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He was getting <laughs> overpaid Foligno's by the Bruins, making... and he still got a raise. Nick Foligno is now making the same amount of money as Jake DeBrusque. Which one's more for Pitt? I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to throw that in there. We know it's DeBrusque. Okay, Nick I'm Foligno's, kidding again. Nick Foligno's making four times the amount of money that Milan Lucic is making, so should have gone with Foligno. I'm surprised. Well, I guess maybe he expects to be uh, a deadline candidate, but I'm surprised Foligno would even try to sign with a team like Chicago. But hey, I guess Connor Bedard is uh, intriguing. I think if they give you $4 million and you're True. like past your prime and True. seen more just for your leadership, I think I think it, you know, yeah, not going to turn down $4 million. <laughs> of course not. Hey, if, if the Blackhawks offered me $4 million to go play for them right now, I'd strongly consider it. <laughs> well, well, of don't course. know if I'd immediately say yes, but come on. Ryan Donato, too, is a Blackhawk, man. This is... Same with Jared Tenorti. They have four defensemen. Like, signed? Uh, Yeah, not including their, uh, like, whatever they have in the minors they might want to call up. But, yeah, they have and four... The defensemen they have... <laughs> Seth Jones, Nikita Zaitsev, Connor Murphy, and Jared Ten- Tenorti. <laughs> Yikes, and they have Dude. one goalie. I mean, they should just hand them the cup now. I mean, that is an elite <laughs> roster. They have yeah no I I agree. They have thirteen forwards, four defensemen, and one goalie, with eighteen million dollars in cap space. Oh my god! Everyone, if you if you look at their non roster, all eight defensemen that they have are on entry level contracts. <laughs> if like well, no, that's just... going to be something. Yeah. Talk about baptism by fire. Oof. <laughs> They'll certainly no, have we... a hockey team. All right, you want my bold claim now? Oh God, that's William they're Nylander. Make the oh. No, I'm saying next off season they're signing William Nylander. Honestly, that would be very good for them and Bedard. Wow. I like that idea. Well, I might mostly like it because that means Nylander will be out of the Atlantic. Yeah. But hey. Yeah. <laughs> They'll have to overpay him to hell, but because hey. you can't look at that roster and convince me that anyone wants to play for that team. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't identify who their number Fair. one center is. Tyler Johnson? Jason Dickinson? Um, <laughs> Bedard? <laughs> Bedard? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that team's gonna suck. Anyways. um, Yeah, Taylor Hall. Bruins are going to miss him. Bruins um, legend. 
Yeah, Bruins they're legend. Gonna they're going to miss him. Um, just really good Rip, player. Anders Bjork in a second. Anders yeah. Bjork in a second. We'll never, we'll always we'll never have, have that joke. We? We'll always have that. Yeah. And thank you, Nick Foligno, for the vibes. That's it. Yeah, vibes for 60 <laughs> off the charts. Yeah. Um, I guess we can quickly Nick. touch on the NHL awards then. Yeah. Uh, and when I mean quickly touch on them, I literally mean Omar won the Vesna, uh, Jim Montgomery won the Jack Adams, Bergeron won the What a speech Selkie by Montgomery, by the way. For the yeah. sixth time, yep. And, I mean, other than that, that's, I think we Pasta say Pasta won the year. non-McDavid part of those awards. That's just, True. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a not, it's a given. He's going he's gonna to lose to McDavid. <laughs> Selkie God, get it again. There are more country songs sang than awards given out, right? I don't know Pretty if sure. someone had like the yeah, official that was, tally, but that was just a concert with a couple awards. It's okay. Yeah, it was fun though. It was entertaining. Some of the yeah, they need to do more like I don't know, more like trying to be funny but actually funny, and not like some of the time where it's like, oh, did they really just think that was funny? Oh no, that's kind of hard Basically, to listen to. Basically, what we need to do is just have TNT do everything and tell ESPN to just leave. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, no, we'll like stream that. the games to you. Yeah, I was gonna be now, really offended if uh, Paul Bissonnette actually did the goalie hug with Allmark. Like, truly, deep down, offended if that actually happened. Wait, what's the what's the joke? Uh, my culture is not your. <laughs> Yeah, it's not your costume or something like that. That yep, that would have been it. Um, yeah, no, I mean they do such. I mean, you, did you, uh, Alex, did like Sportsnet or something? Just kind of like co-stream the TNT feed or something like that, or? Um, from what I remember, yes. <laughs> gotcha. Like, yeah, like they had like. Yeah, yeah, they did. Okay, yeah, I TNT didn't pay close attention, but <laughs> me, me neither. But and it, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was the. I don't know if TNT had the awards last year, but this was the first time I remembered there being like an actual set for the awards and not just some yeah. ran the most randomest person hosting it and making Certainly. the worst jokes, but they actually like, you know, had a panel of people who Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, that was re- like you don't even see that at like the NFL awards. Like that was a really nice way to do it to make it more of like an event. And they need more personalities like Paul Bissonnette because yeah. maybe not exactly like him because he can be a little uh, off the rails a lot of the time but <laughs> they need they need former players and just people who can reach the younger audience and make things fun and Anyone... enjoyable and not just have these old guys sitting at a desk talking yeah just very black and white vanilla yeah. so they're heading in the right direction a lot better yeah. than ESPN and yeah, that was, I mean, overall, it was an all right production. I didn't like all the music, and yeah. some of the stuff they tried to be funny with was kind of like, okay, uh, y- you failed. But <laughs> some of it was good. Um, I did like, what was that with McDavid and the heart? Uh, was it Paul Bissonnette? Don- it was, I don't know if he actually did, but said he'd donate oh, 10 grand yeah. to McDavid's charity of choice. I don't know if that actually ended up happening, but hey. Good, good good stuff. Yeah. 
I well, saw people saying Marner should have won the Selkie over Bergeron. Anyways, we yeah, said that was going to be quick, so. Yeah. <laughs> Swiftly moving on. Yep. Well, um, the next production yeah, they had. The yep. Next production they had was the NHL draft. And. Yeah. They got some guys. The Bruins, the Bruins, they made some picks. I'm going to uh, read players. out the picks. I know. Basically we'll nothing move on. <laughs> about any of these guys, admittedly. Um, you know, I, I like, you know, when you when their picks start in the late third round at number ninety two, you kind of don't care much for actually watching. Like, and it's oh, also man, the it's second day of the draft. Like, who really, who really cares? Okay. And number okay. ninety two was a reach. Yeah. Okay. Over under on one hundred and. 50 total career NHL games between this year's Bruins draft class. Under. Yeah, I have to say under solely because um, no one since Locko has played uh, a game that the Bruins have drafted, and that's since the 2018 draft. That's, uh, Is that actually true? Yeah, that's how many? Let, let me count this quickly. 21, 28, 28 players if we don't include this year 33 if we include this year but that's not fair but that's 28 total players only one of them <laughs> you mean that's totally <laughs> only one of them which is Locko, has played an nhl game oh my god <laughs> which like yeah like i'll give benefit of doubt for some of this like you have later first round yeah. picks you have some time where you don't have first round picks um and you have the pandemic that happened um mm-hmm. but you still you know maybe would have thought one of them would ideally at some point just randomly make that jump, but um no, it's the Bruins and prospects, so <laughs> can't and have they wouldn't that. have even they wouldn't have even had Lauko if they didn't trade, you know, a solid middle six forward in Frank Vetrano, which I'm not going Frank back and saying they shouldn't oh have traded him, but you trade Frank Vetrano who I mean, let's just say he's more value valuable wow, I can't speak, than Lauko right now. Certainly a better goal scorer. But, I mean, obviously time will tell. I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers that way. But, you know, so, I don't know. Frank Vetrano had 22 goals in 81 games for Anaheim. So, maybe on a team that needs to stay, I don't know how to phrase it, but you trade away good players for a guy who is scraping the NHL finally after being highly touted for the first few years. I don't think that that's... I don't know. Maybe flip some of these picks for good players or not good players, but you know, you see players acquired for mid-picks yeah, and turn out to be somewhat decent. I don't know. You were right. They have not picked a legit player in the last five years. Yeah. Which, yeah, I pandemic and everything and also with the later picks they're gonna take more time but yikes yeah, <laughs> it's just certainly. one of those things where it's like yikes and plus even when they had decent picks you look back obviously we know 2015 and i'm not trying to beat a dead horse but i mean hey at least those players have played games <laughs> yeah they certainly have i don't know what seneshin is doing nowadays one but i don't even did he even play for the senators oh, I, last I, I year yeah he played two day. games yeah, I, I saw him the other day. He uh, handed me my uh, hot dog at the local uh, stand downtown. <laughs> in in Chicago for the Chicago Wolves, the AHL team. Yeah, 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 yeah so quick trip. 
God, God, that that was a pick. That was after he was under a point per game in the OHL in his first season. Yeah, and you picked him 15th hey. overall. Over. Stop. Like don't don't say it. No, don't Marcel. say it. <laughs> and then it's Marcel Connor and Matthew Marcel. But Evgeny Svechnikov, Erickson Eck, Colin White, like, Samsonov, Besser, Konechny, Roslovich, and then I'll give you Noel Juleson is the one bad pick after that. Yeah, I mean, I still can't believe looking back that Sebastian Aho went thirty fifth. Yep. That... <laughs> Like, <laughs> let's see. Zaboral, 76 NHL games, Senishin, 60. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fun. All right, well, let's, let's jump back to this draft. This, and, yeah. and the Bruins. This, they've got some guys. Yeah, let me let me just quickly run through. The Bruins drafted in the third round, 92 overall. Chris Pelosi um, was playing in the NA, NAHL and the USHL last year. Uh, he's the center. Uh, in the fourth round, 124th overall, the Bruins drafted Beckett Hendrickson. Uh, left shot, name. Yeah, really. Left shot center. <laughs> um, played for the U.S. National Development Team. Uh, He's going to the University of Minnesota. Yes. That's in the sixth round, the Bruins drafted Ryan Walsh. Uh, 188th overall, was playing in the USHL for the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders. 79 Ooh. points in 61 games. Don't know. I he was the top on his team, so that's a that's a choice. Um in the seventh round, 214th overall, the Bruins got their suite of the year, which was Casper Nassen. Uh right wing, right shot. Uh he was wow. playing Big in the too. Swedish in the Swedish Junior League. Big and, points. And then in the seventh round, they drafted Kristen Kostadinsky, 220th overall. Uh, left shot defenseman playing him, also take, in the Swedish Junior League. You're taking Nassen as your Swede of the year over Kostadinsky. Come on, man. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, okay, my bad. Well, I am. I'm not. <laughs> this is an I'm, outrage. <laughs> not gonna lie, Casper Nassen, six four two oh five. That could be entertaining. Committed to play Miami of Ohio in a couple years? You never know. Yeah, I guess you really... You never know until... You really never know. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have shit. to look at it from a positive point of view. I like your positivity. It's something this yeah. podcast has been lacking. I don't know what you're talking about. We have been very, <laughs> very excited since that hallowed day <laughs> in April. Uh, I do like Hendrickson, though. I think he has no, uh, yeah, such a good hockey one. name. I mean, it's just such you a can't good get much better than that. Going to the University of Minnesota—that's a good school too. So was was ranked number fifty-eight by elite prospects in their draft rankings, and sixty-seventh in North American skaters by Central Scouting, and we got him at one twenty-four, which not bad. Yeah, but really, once you get like third or even like middle of the second round on, it's literally just oh, you're just throwing darts. darts. Yeah, darts on a dartboard. You have no idea what's gonna happen. But hey, one can hope. One can be Let's hopeful. Rock and roll. Maybe, maybe one of these guys will be something. I'm literally just setting up the expectation of one of their five draft picks will be something. Please, yeah, for the one love of their of God, five draft something. picks will maybe play in an AHL game at some point. <laughs> Okay, that's a little yeah, harsh. Okay. But, yeah, those are the guys the Bruins drafted. Um, yep. Stay tuned. 
Yep. Come back in 2028 when we revisit this class and go to the local 7-Elevens and Walmarts to see what they are up to. I like that idea. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to be a we... bit we do in five years. <laughs> Travel Should to we... Walmart searching for Ryan Walsh and get Henderson. I like that. I've... I like that idea. I think Will's on to something yeah. here. Uh, should we uh, eulogize Mike Riley? We should. We will always remember the legend of Mike Riley. Probably was... I mean, he kind of just, like, this year especially, I think. Like, he's still a more than serviceable NHL player, but... Um, not just, in Boston. Yeah, just really yeah. did not fit in with this system, and his underlying numbers are still good despite despite yeah. all that. So hopefully, he signed what one year, one million with Florida, I yeah. think, after the yeah, buyout. So now he's so. gonna have like a fifty point season. Oh yeah, yeah. gonna be great. But yeah. also good, you know he he wanted to play in the NHL. Obviously, we all think he deserved to. Oh yeah. But he didn't hang his head. He reported to Providence, played out yeah. the year. So hey, good for him. I hope yeah. he has success, just not on nights when they play, he plays the Bruins. But good for him. Yeah. I didn't hate Mike Riley. I think I mean what was it three years ago that they brought him in at the deadline? Two. I mean two. Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Then they needed a left shot defenseman. I think they didn't I think they figured that you know, him and Forbert would really lock it down, but once they brought in Lindholm, it was like, all right where's the odd man out and i mean at the time i thought it was a good signing i still think that you know i think the team realized more like we need to go all in and he just kind of was it was nothing i don't think it was to, i mean the eye test wasn't the best the stats weren't the best but you know i think it was more of a matter of circumstance why it didn't work out for him here yeah I literally have nothing on to that. I, nothing to add on to that. Like I just agreed, like hundred percent with that. Like it's it is just kind of one Mike of those Riley. things. We love you. Yeah. Can we mark this down as the one time Alex has completely agreed with something? <laughs> I was I gonna said. say this is rare. <laughs> yeah, we need to <laughs> always remember. Yeah. Always remember. Um Yeah, so Mike Riley got bought out. Forbert so far has stayed. Taylor Hall was traded. Those were sort of the top three guys that we were all looking at as potential people to be moved. Did not expect Forbert to be one of the ones to say. Um, But here we are. I mean, obviously, it's still only July 3rd. That can change, but doubt it. Um, Before we get to... So you wouldn't have seen Allmark gotten traded. You wouldn't have wanted Allmark to go. Absolutely not. I think yeah. at that point, then you're bringing in a goalie to back up Swayman or even compete for starts with Swayman that is not as good. And or you're trusting that Bussy can jump to the NHL, which, no. Yeah. And plus, I think you keep the Vesna winner. Yeah. And, and I think... Let, let Swayman I think progress. if there was a market, a trade market for the Vesna winner, Allmark would have been gone. Because the Bruins almost definitely would have explored it, and I think if there was actually anything worth the deal, he would have been gone, and he's still here. So. I mean, I think at his pre-awards press conference, he kind of said, like, I don't know if I'm going to be here next year. So I think that was pretty telling. But, I mean, the other hand thought is you could probably – there's I know I think I saw Pittsburgh had called in to inquire about him. could get a couple of picks, I think, and probably – 
you know, you could get that's a what you decent think. return for him. But the reality but, is all the teams know not. the Bruins are up against the cap and they're not going to. Yeah. That's that's why Forbert's probably still on the team and they weren't able to find any sort of move there. That's why they weren't able to trade Riley and had to buy him out. So You know what they should have done, though, for Forbert? Is not ask teams if they wanted Derek Forbert. Say, do you want Derek Orbert? True. Just showing him a they highlight said, reel of what? his like five points. Stop! No, don't, don't say and the, that. And the few blocks that he had that one time. Hey, he yeah, blocked like ten shots in two seconds. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. He had. Oh, sorry. He had five goals, seven assists for twelve points in fifty-four yeah. games. Yeah, that's what he I played thought. every playoff game. I mean, I feel like the hate on Forbert is a little too much. I mean, he's he's Forbert. He's not ever been much of a puck mover or mm-hmm. an offensive defenseman. But I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not seeing it right. But I just feel like all the hate that's been piled on or all the tweets that are, oh, my God, Derek Forbert is, is just, oh, I just feel like it's been a little bit... Um, exaggerated i don't think he's as terrible as people maybe make it sound but he's definitely a guy that i think you should try to upgrade from having said all that but you know what he'll eat some pucks post some darla videos we'll be fine yeah i was gonna say the the darla videos are like his redeeming quality yeah (laughs) the only thing i'm like okay maybe the three million is worth it Um, and yeah 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 um so Lucic, huh? before well related to Lucic <laughs> still okay uh we did get an update on david Krejci, uh before mm. free agency opened which is that basically he might go play in uh czechia for the coming hockey season um the basically what it sounded like is he's so at the end of the year he like at the end of the nhl season when the bruins season ended don't remind me um it basically sounded like it was either bruins or retirement but it seems like he is open to going back and playing in czechia because the 2024 WHF world championship is hosted in uh, Prague, so he'd be in his hometown, playing for Czechia. Around his hometown, his home country, playing for Czechia, in the World Championship, and that would be something that's, you know, certainly more doable if he's playing on. A Czech team, there's, you know, the season would be done by then or whatever, no issue of oh, if, you know, he comes back to the Bruins and then they somehow go far in the playoffs and then he wouldn't be able to play. Uh, in the world championship because that's normally mid-may um you know doing so in czechia would work but yeah i i i don't think Krejci's is coming back i think no. uh post I, I think as soon as the based on his reaction leaving the ice he knew it they said on the post game his family didn't live with him here in the u.s um I think he's got a kind of young kid, so I think this was the year. Like, you know what? I'm giving it one last go because I have been through so much with these bees players. But at the end of the day, I think um, – I also saw that he wants to, like, only play half a season. 
So if he does play in the Czech, he'd probably play from like Christmas or New Year's on to get in shape for that world championship and then uh, hang up the skates. And then I I did see on July 1st uh, when Don Sweeney met with the media uh, about that report. Sweeney said he'd be surprised if Krejci plays anywhere but Boston, reiterated that he's hands-off with, obviously, both Krejci and Bergeron. Yeah, so, it's still just a waiting game on like All over the place. Updates. Shrouded in mystery. Yeah. I, I will say I think Bergeron's coming back because I think if – uh, he wasn't, they would have been more aggressive in signing us. They wouldn't have signed Geeky. I think they would have uh, made well, a play spe- for Duchesne. I don't think they have the money. Well, speaking of I a center, <laughs> I don't know how, obviously, this guy's not, you know, a main insider, but, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Dave Pagnota. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the other day, he had, you know, a piece go up about all the stuff around the league and stuff, and the Boston Bruins are exploring the trade market and looking for ways to improve their club as they prepare for life without Patrice Bergeron. One player the Bruins who are, are believed to have expressed some interest in is Winnipeg Jets center Mark Shifley. I guess. What a what a change from Bergeron. Go from yeah. so much care about defense to literally none at all. Um, yeah, I, I think... <laughs> Did Shifley score like forty goals this past year? I don't even remember. He's a good player. He is, but he he's is a good offensive player. Yes, good offense. He had forty-two goals and twenty-six assists in eighty-one games. And oh, NHL.com doesn't show face-off percentages. Yay! <laughs> Let's see. On the dot, he was a. 48%. Yeah, that's a little lower than your potentially former number one center. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so maybe they do that. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't want Shifley to be your number one. Maybe if Bergeron comes back and Shifley comes... Oh, could you imagine that? Oh, anyways. Saka, Shifley, Pasternak or something? Oh, stop. <laughs> I can only get so excited. But they, There's no. no way they have the cap space. No, especially if... Have to move coil. Yeah, coil. Um, how would you how would you go, feel about a one two punch of coil and and coil and Zaka? Is that am I crazy <laughs> to think that that doesn't really strike fear into anything? No, that's not a one two punch. That's a two three punch. Yeah, think, and that's that's not me talking any negatives about coil. That's like a one coil. two like slap. Maybe it <laughs> one, yeah. one two gentle, <laughs> like a little brush. shove. Yeah. yeah, and that's like. That's not it's nothing me trying to be them. negative about Coyle. Like he was so fantastic in that third line role, and I just think it's a lot to. Which is why I mean, my... Bergeron and Krejci take up so many good matchups. So mm-hmm. my bold claim would be keeping Coyle in that number three role, and Poitras, Beecher have a little competition. See, maybe give one of them a look, put him with a couple, you know, veteran forwards. They're probably gonna be playing with. I'd assume Pasternak and JVR, not to name drop before we get into things, but that's, I think, an opportunity. We saw it when, um, when was it, 20, was 2018, 2017? They brought Bjork in right on the top line. They kind of put these young players with, you know, a couple of other talented uh, veteran presences. And, it, you know, just to get them acclimated to the league, I think that could work out well for a kid like 
Poitras or even Beechers now coming off one season in the uh, AHL. At that point, I just want Coil up there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I trust me, I would love that to work. See, I'm all in on the youth movement. I think we got to – my whole theme about this offseason is we need Lysel, Beecher, Poitras, I'd say two of the three to be on the roster come the end of the season and making an impact. Yeah, you you need uh, – if they're going to make the playoffs, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I, oh. I Yeah, I know. I mean, the forward group is not where they're going to be making the playoffs. It's going to be with the defense and goaltending. That's the only way they have of making the playoffs in my eyes, given the current makeup of the roster. Because I just randomly, you know, just put some lines together just for sake of, let's say Bergeron doesn't come back. It's bad. <laughs> Marshawn Coyle DeBrusque as your first line, probably. I got Zaka as number one center. I think Zaka is the number one. Sure. I think Zaka is technically your best center, but I think the first line is Marshawn Coyle DeBrusque. Fair enough. Because then your second line is JVR, Zaka, Pasternak. And nothing against 34-year-old James Van Riemsdyk, but um, if he's your hey, 10 years ago, second best go. left wing, you're already having an issue. And then the bottom six is just a mix-up of players. You have, like, I put Frederick Geeky Greer. You can, you know, put Steen or Loco or someone on that right side, but it doesn't look good. And then you have, like, Lucic with, I don't know, Jason Magna or Beecher or Patrick Brown as someone suck. at center. And then, you know, Steen or Loco on the right side, something like that. It's not good. It is not you good. Like that now. Wow, that's I know. Awesome. <laughs> I I'm like I feel like I'm missing someone, but I'm looking at the roster and there's no one that I'm missing that like could be there. Right? Like, okay, sure, you can add That's in crazy. McLaughlin or someone and sure you hope Merculov, Beecher, Brett Harrison, Lysel, someone like that can make the jump. But it does not look good. And even I mean I honestly probably have a little bit more faith in a Forbert Shattenkirk pairing than I did in a Forbert Clifton pairing, but not by much. So, yeah, marginal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, I hope you both enjoyed last season. Because oh, I did. It's. It's. I made sure to. We're we're done now. <laughs> I I want to ask. I want to ask your no. thoughts. Do the Bruins make the playoffs next season? Yes. Well, in their current form, do the Bruins make the playoffs next season? Sorry, I should clarify. Bergeron is not big, signed. No Bergeron. No, no, they don't have Bergeron. They're not making the playoffs. They might be able to make it close and maybe make a wild card run, but no, they're not going to make the playoffs. Patrice Bergeron's not on this roster. It is a, a shell of itself, which we expected it to obviously not be nearly as good as it was last year. But no, if Patrice Bergeron's not playing, they're done. And even if Patrice Bergeron plays, maybe a wild card team. Okay. Mm -hmm. Will, your thoughts? I think, I think they make it as a wild card team, uh, regardless one or two. Um, I think to be totally honest with you, the defense is still pretty solid. Yeah. I mean. Your mm -hmm. defense and goaltending is like if you look at the moves they made, they did not touch the defense. Um, 
without, and I'm not counting Orlov because they didn't have him for oh, 75% yeah. of the year. He was year never still resigning. I love Orlov, man. Yeah. yeah. He got, oh, he got paid. We'll get oh to that. Oh, my God. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I get and, your uh, point, and I agree. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what's going to carry this team is defense and goaltending. And if that, if you showed me, like, all right, your team is going to be carried by this defense and this goaltending team, I'd say that's going to be a pretty solid team. It's just going to be, I think, one thing that they realized is the offense is going to have to come from the defense at times, hence Kevin Shattenkirk coming in. So I think we're going to see, you know, maybe a little bit, maybe that's why they kept Grizzlick too. Maybe they just want to get a little bit more, you know, of the defense setting plays up for these. Uh, I mean, let's be real. 95% of the goals are going to be within 10 feet of the net jamming it uh, home. The other 5% will be Poster Knock Snipes. Other than that, they're not scoring goals. Hey, hey, I give mean, give so... another 5% to Marshawn's uh, back foot snapshot, okay? You yeah, we give, see those ones. Yeah, ten percent to Marjan Pasternak signature thing, and then yeah, ninety percent will just be the JVRs just going in, Debrusque doing the so, same. So, what you're saying is they're gonna be the New York Islanders? Yeah, basically. <laughs> boring. I was gonna say, be prepared for a lot of boring games if they are actually trying to make the playoffs. The average age but, of the Bruins' eleven forwards on the roster uh, is twenty nine point four. For clarity's sake, those forwards are Pasternak, Marchand, Coyle, Zaka, Debrusque, Geeky, Lucic, JVR, Luch. Frederick, Greer, Megna, and Brown. Now, I don't know if Patrick Brown and Jason Megna are locks for this lineup, but there's certainly options Probably. if the young guys aren't going to be able to make the jump. So, yeah, that bottom six is going to be rough. It It is going to be an Islanders type thing, and it's kind of funny because I was thinking, like, nothing against, like, uh, Montgomery. Absolutely nothing against Montgomery. Um, but someone's system who was made for a team like this is Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> this is this is exactly what the 21-22 Bruins... I mean, this is worse than what the 21-22 Bruins felt like, obviously. But, you know, it... Eric Holla was your second-line center in, in that year, and... You kind of, they kind of still <laughs> were able to make the playoffs. That, they went Don't seven with the Hurricanes. Don't make me beg for that to be the Bruins again. Yeah. Um. So we talk about we talked about Forbert for a little bit, and I have a question for both of you. Um. Obviously, it's a lot more complicated than this because you'd have to find a body to replace Forbert. But a buyout would save the Bruins just over two point three million this year, and then next year they would not. Nah, lose 1.16 million on the cap following year, but they're going to have some space and the salary caps projected to jump big, whether it's that year or the year after don't know yet. Um, should the Bruins have used another buyout on Forbert and tried to find a cheap replacement elsewhere? They should have. Yes. They obviously can't do it now and it's too yeah. late anyways, but they, they yep. should have done that or they should have thrown in a fifth round pick to train them for future considerations. Because I think, you can find guys like Derek Forbert who are just going to run and throw the body around. I mean, you just signed Kevin Shattenkirk for a million dollars. You can find some defensemen to play on the back end. Like, I, here, if I if I go to Cap Friendly right now, yeah, just pulling and, up. and I go free agents, and I go 
Here my conflicts in go? real time. If I can find <laughs> where defense is, I hit update results. Let's see. Someone someone you could sign for Oh my god, John Moore's on here. I mean Yes. Bingo. <laughs> technically an option. Patrick Nemeth, Jake Gardner, Travis Hamanick, um, Ethan Bear is an intriguing option. Uh, even a Travis Dermott, a Caleb Jones, Nick Holden, Bruins legend. Um, there are guys on here, Slater Cuckoo, where it's like, you're probably going to get the same value out of them that you get out of Forbert and you'd have to pay them significantly less. And I think you probably should have taken the chance there and traded Forbert, especially because that means you would have traded Forbert or bought him out, especially because that means... Maybe you would have had more money for a guy like Bertuzzi. So before we just get totally pain ridden, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, uh, to answer your question, Brad, here's my take. You don't have to sign a defenseman. You have one. There's this guy named Jakob DeBorl. You know, you spent a first round pick on him, who I would argue should be in the lineup over Forbert. He looks phenomenal when I've seen him play. Granted, he's that number seven, eight defenseman, but. You know, this defense could use a little bit, you know, a little youth kick to it. I feel like that would just, you know, it, it would it would be nice. To it wouldn't hurt. And it wouldn't oh. hurt. And also, I am incoming rant here. I'm sick and tired of the Bruins ruining all our prospects by having, excuse me, having them flame out. It is almost ten, going to be 10 years since they drafted um, Zaboral. <laughs> like he's gonna be completely burnt okay, out. Like, but yeah, hey, but still, um, <laughs> you gotta you gotta commit to the youth here, or that 2015 draft class is gonna look even worse than it already does. Gives a ball like that, he's earned it a hundred percent. He's played great and he's accepted his role. I believe he might be an RFA, but no, still, signed. oh, he is signed. Okay. Yeah. Um, give the role to Zaboral, and then you have two million to go and fix that god awful bottom six group. I'm looking at it quickly. You have this incredible, uh, really talented player, uh, Nick Ritchie, who you could bring in. Oh dear God! Um, oh, yes, I like the cut of your jib. Let's go. Yeah. If uh, if you really want to continue reuniting the 2013 All Star team, Phil Kessel, um. Even someone like, jeez, uh, someone, oh my god, this is awful. Here, here's the um, thing about about taking that money to then go uh, sign someone in your bottom six. They just signed, like, five guys for that. Yeah. And we still look at that, and then we're like, that's bad. That's not great. <laughs> it's I like, honest, give me it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't complain about Sunquist, but yeah. Like, it's weird. Um, you also... If I can, if I can say one more thing on Zaboral, you said you said youth movement, right? And you want you yeah. want them to embrace the youth movement. Um, Zaboral is twenty six years old. He's the same age as Carlo. He's a year older than McAvoy. <laughs> Time flies, <again. laughs> which is which is insane to me. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> which is insane to me because there's a still view him as like a twenty two year old. I know, right? Like it feels like that, but yeah, he was drafted eight years ago. He's twenty six now. He'll be twenty seven by February of next season. And I do agree that I think he should be in the lineup over Forbert. 
I wouldn't describe him as phenomenal when he's been in. He's just a solid player. Um, but yeah, when you're talking about maximizing cap space, seems like the easy choice. Yeah. And also, they need to re-sign Swayman, Forber, or excuse me, Swayman, Frederick, and Lauko. I don't think you can do that with your current cap situation. So moving that $2.7 million that you're going to save in Forbert, there's Trent Frederick or Lauko back. I think you well, can I don't definitely think Lauko do that will have currently. Lauko's making under raise. a million. Frederick, I would hesitate to pay anything over 2-2. Two, two. Like you know maybe 2.5 I... across like three years. And Swayman probably gets three years and or two or three years at like $3 million per. And I think that's it. Because fact of the matter is, one, you're short on cap anyways. You can promise a larger extension later, assuming he stays well. And also, he's only played 88 career games anyways. Um, and obviously, he's a great, you know, he's a good, solid goalie. But when you have the cap situation that you do, I think, you know, two or three years to swim in for somewhere around three to three and a half million a year is probably where that contract's end up going to go, like end up looking like. And that will be like just enough cap space for the Bruins to be right under the cap, but it's not, it's not good. So no, you know what I'd like to see? There's a certain UFA left wing still out there. He has connections with the four, with the coach of the Bruins, former Bruin, might I add? Any guesses? Your- no, no, not definitely not him. Yep. Oh my god. He's still a free agent. In 21-22 with Pittsburgh, he put up 18 goals. I remember Yet that. He only had eight this year. I remember but... I remember predicting for the first game of the year, it was like Pittsburgh playing someone. I was like, Dan Heinen's going to score the first goal of the NHL season. And then he did. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, hey, if you can get him on cheap, maybe Jim Montgomery can bring something out of him from their time at Denver. I mean, Even if, if you're asking me, who would you rather have, Dan Hine or Patrick Brown? Hey, don't disrespect Patrick Brown like that. Yeah, the legend. I mean, am I crazy to think that? I'm just looking at the... No, I mean, even, even someone just like that in a similar situation where... Someone who can put up... 20 to 25 points I think in this bottom six you know would be just a boost it would just make you feel better yeah I don't know if anything's going to make me feel better about this current roster but yeah especially if Bergeron's not back like I'm just oh, yeah, no. blown negative man uh, I'm very glad that the first round pick this year is top 10 protected because oh my god they don't have a second <laughs> oh, or you third didn't round pick <laughs> So what you're saying is they need to tank and then get Patrice Bergeron to take a year off and then, okay, I like that. Well, Come here's back. the thing, right, because if it, if it was to be, yeah, I guess, yeah, get Bergeron to take a year off and then come back next year or something. Maybe Krejci has another checky a year and then he comes back the year after in 2025. <laughs> you got the dinosaurs of Bergeron and Krejci to be there. Maybe bring back Chara, he'll be 47 by then. For see what see what Nathan Horton's doing. Maybe get Marty Turco to come in. That's a deep cut. Um, hey, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Macklin Celebrini, the projected number one overall pick, is gonna be playing at Boston University. Oh this no! Fall. 
I mean, I gotta go I'm see that guy saying. play. I'm just saying, there seems to be a trend or a trend with former carriers on the Bruin. There seems to be a trend with one people that went to BU or BC and two people that are born in Massachusetts. That's the only thing that the Bruins can have. And oh my god, it does not work. Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> He's the only one that counts. Hey, oh. get more Canadians. Marshawn Bergeron. And Nebraska. Hey. Macklin Celebrity is Canadian. Welp. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you had to say. <laughs> um... Any thoughts uh, specifically on any of the, I guess, quote-unquote, four major signings the Bruins had? Lucic coming back, obviously. Um, JVR, Geeky, or Shattenkirk. I think we kind of covered it enough there. Um, but, you know, One not expecting too much out of each of those guys, really. Uh, Morgan Geeky's only 24. He's young enough that hopefully... Um, be able to see something out of him, maybe see some growth. He has an RFA actually when his two year contract expires, so um but I mean yeah, JVR Lucic, veteran options on the left side. JVR is probably gonna have infinitely more offensive contribution than Lucic will, but even then I'm not expecting much out of JVR. You'd be and surprised then, if JVR hit thirty points. Yeah, he had twenty nine and sixty one games last year with the Flyers. I think he's I think he's getting forty points. Why should I have like forty goals? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't say he has never hit forty. Um, I know that was the joke. <laughs> Watch him get fifty. Okay. I, my quick hits on all the signings. I really, you know, for where we are, I like what they did because you know they just needed some bodies to put in there, and I'm not gonna complain about them being in such a tight cap situation, but yet still being able to get some you know, veterans who can come in and you know what you're going to get on a nightly basis. I think the Shat, honestly, I really like the Shat and Kirk signing. When I saw them do that, I was like, you know, that's a good signing. I think, I think in that third line role, you could look at maybe some power play time, just a solid guy that you can rely on to who I think will fit into this system perfectly. Don't really like the number on that geeky contract. I think, I was looking at his numbers. He was kind of like a slightly better Sean Corrali. So third line center. Yeah. He is 6'3", though. So there's some added size down the middle, which I think could help. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, as you said, he's only 24. He's a former third-round pick in Carolina. Here's a guy who you can put in and, you know, try and say, hey, we're giving you this shot at the number three center. Maybe it's – I think they see him as the next Charlie Coyle because, I mean, he does – hasn't put up the numbers yet because I think he's been a fourth-line center in Carolina and uh, Seattle. But you're putting him in – you're kind of saying, all right, here's your shot. Uh, Lucic, I, that's the best news I've heard in a long time regarding the Boston Bruins. Um, I love that he's back. Um, I think this is the one-and-done retirement tour for him. and then. JVR, I personally love that signing. I won't totally tip my sources, but I knew that was happening for a little bit. Um, but I love that deal. I think that's just a solid veteran presence who, you know, he 
put him back in a top six role. Yes, at 34, that's not ideal, but it's the situation you're in, and it just gives you a little bit more stability throughout the lineup. So that's my quick hits. And also, I think Patrick Brown is going to be very fun, very fun to watch as he's just going to make people's lives hell. So I'm excited. I think that's, you know, for where we sat with cap space, only thing I would have done is maybe kick the tires on Duchesne, but, you know, it is what it is. I agree. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Don Sweeney learned, and he didn't give out, like, a five-year contract that is to the good Lucic thing. or JVR. That is the good thing. So, he didn't give you a five-year six million per to Lucic or something. <laughs> yeah. Growth. And, well. and, I mean, you know, any Bruins fans that's saying fire Sweeney is actually a moron because he everyone who was paying attention knew that i knew immediately once we saw hall and felino go down and the next morning i woke up and tyler bertuzzi was a bruin i was like okay they are in in we have no draft picks the next two years no cap space this was the we are going full in and i think everyone kind of bought into that everyone knew the situation so you know what hats off to sweeney for going out and doing that and hats off to him for you know making the best out of a bad situation where we're at now so i sure. think that's you know what good job don yeah i mean hey he definitely can't fault him for trying to win it all he did all he could no i don't fault still him choked, for that. so yeah but i also think he could have he's i definitely don't better. think fire but yeah. i think he absolutely I... still could have done better with this offseason you know, like, let's just look, for example, Tampa. Yes, they've been technically over the cap the last few years, but there are GMs throughout the league that get ultra creative to keep very good players. And yes, Tampa benefits no state tax, blah, blah, blah. But I... And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I I'm, I don't ever think I'm not wrong, which may, I'm usually right, though. But, no. <laughs> um, you know, I just feel like a little more creativeness or, you know, get creative, keep the good players. But, you know, you can't overly fault him. I mean, it's a tough spot to be in, especially when you're trying to construct a team with two your top two centers not knowing what the heck's going on. Which, the scary part is, Patrice Bergeron could have already told him he's not coming back. I think, which is scary. That, I think if Bergeron had told him that, we would have seen um, a bigger push for a center. You'd hope. But there also wasn't... There weren't many top, options. Top quality. No. And, and I mean, Duchesne would have been cool on the Bruins. Sure, but that's with or without year anyways. Him, but... You don't want to commit wanted... a lot to him. I, yeah. I do... I think this it was already preset that Wheeler was going to the Rangers, but Wheeler would have been in a perfect fit for this I game. I like that. Certainly agree. Well, in the way that I think Don Sweeney could have done a better job, <laughs> Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. If you are trading Taylor Hall, and Nick Foligno with that. I mean, Nick Foligno was not UFA. But if you're trading Taylor Hall, yeah. a at-worst second-line left wing, why are you not then re-signing your second-line left wing? Um, I know what they said. You know, Sweeney was saying that Termin AAV were the problems. Um, 
Greg Rushinsky tweeted out saying that basically Bertuzzi's camp wanted a long-term deal. Them and the Bruins couldn't find common ground on the money. So then Bertuzzi went to the market and then the Bruins moved on. And then by the time that Bertuzzi's camp pivoted to a one-year deal and looking for that, recognizing the cap is expected to significantly go up next offseason, barring another pandemic, um, the Bruins... Of course, already committed the cap space to other players, those being, you know, your Lucic, JVR, Shattenkirk, uh, geeky players. But I don't know. I just think when you look at who, like what the options were in terms of clearing cap space, trading Taylor Hall should not have been that high on your list, especially trading Taylor Hall for virtually nothing. If you actually got something of value back, maybe, but... I would have infinitely rather the Bruins taking Riley and Forbert throwing in, even if it's like a third and a fourth round pick to trade off their contract somewhere to free up that six million instead of having to trade Hall. Cool. Um, because now you're left with a massive hole on your left side that you can only hope Lysel will fill. And that is like too much, like too high of an expectation to place on a player who especially finished last season like he's still dealing with with a concussion right now he wasn't at uh the first day of dev camp today and i know he like he finished off like the last season with providence hurt and you can't like it can't be their expectation that jvr is going to be good enough as the second line left wing and there's no one else there that's going to be like you're not lucci isn't there like your only hope is like lysel or frederick or someone jumping um even like merkulov or (laughs) <laughs> Harrison or Beecher maybe sliding to the left side like I just think when you had a player as good as Bertuzzi was with the Bruins and that chemistry that he had with Pasternak you do everything you can to lock him up absolutely like you give him six years six million per six and a half per and then you sort the other stuff out yeah and then you figure everything else out you because you can still sign percentage. your Jason Magnus and your Patrick Browns anyways yeah. Like, those are cheap contracts. You don't need to be signing a Lucic for a mil, a Geeky for two mil. Plus, please, Lucic, you should have taken league minimum. Also <laughs> Let's that. be real yeah. here. <laughs> he, is not, he is not good <laughs> anymore, but... Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's just... And then, yeah, like... Even outside of the fact that he signed a one-year deal with the Leafs, the Bruins should have done everything in their power to have kept Bertuzzi because that is exactly the type the archetype of player that they have been looking for for mm-hmm. the last six years seven seven yep. years since they traded the power forward in Lucic and like obviously Bertuzzi incredible. doesn't throw the body around like an incredible amount but he plays that feisty game that they really needed and wanted for Krejci's wing obviously it's not really Krejci's wing anymore more than likely, but he's just such a good player, and he was second on points in the Bruins since he got traded, only behind Pasternak. Like he was so sure good small sample size, there. but such a good fit, such a good player. They should have done everything they could have to keep to keep him. Okay, I saw. I okay, I called Bertuzzi a game changer for the Bruins. Tweeted that out, and people were saying he's not that guy. He's not. You're not that guy, pal. People, people were basically saying that because I called him a game changer, that 
Uh, one, he's not a center, so he can't be. Right. Secondly, he's not McDavid or Matthews. And I, I just like. If I you, think if you didn't realize the connection between him and Pasta, and even when he wasn't playing with Pasta, his mm-hmm. vision and his passing ability was incredible. And if you're just I get it thinking that, okay, well, they're probably going to sign him, blah, 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 whatever. But to say that he's not a game changer, he's not good, he's not worth it. I, think I saw people f- saying that $5.5 million is a massive overpay. Absolutely not. That's an underpay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I guess the reality we live in is, is he's a Leaf, and he's going to torture the Bruins. Yeah, I think if you but find at least we'll a... see Lucic versus Reeves. True. If you yes. find a player <laughs> that can elevate a superstar, you keep that player around. Cuz it's it's hard to find a player that's going to make a superstar even better. Bertuzzi did that. Bertuzzi made Pasternak even better. You keep him around. You just do. You have yeah. Pasternak for 8 years. You keep Bertuzzi around. You sign him for 5 or 6, whatever. He's 28. You keep him around pay him the equal or more than what Hall was making. Like I say, sure, Max, you go is like, Max, you absolutely go for someone like Bertuzzi is like seven. But even then I say, that's probably worth it for what you're going to get out of David Poshnok and Tyler Bertuzzi along that process. So my, all right, my two cents on this is, yes, it sucks to see him go. I don't remember the exact cap situations, but Essentially, what you'd be doing is if you traded Hall and then signed Bertuzzi to say you're basically just repl- you're basically just switching out Hall for Bertuzzi. So there's no real change in your cap situation from that point of view. So then you have to sell off other pieces. Yeah, you trade Riley I mean, and forward. Right. I mean, <laughs> you can do that. I mean, the question is, our team's going to take it, which I think you could probably say Anaheim or Chicago would. Um, I think that's a possibility, but I think also, I don't know. Um, I guess it's kind of a trust Sweeney on this. I mean, I I fully believe they did everything they could to keep Bertuzzi. I think they also didn't want to end up in the position where, well, we traded all these pieces to sign him, and yet we still haven't. Um, yet here we are. We still couldn't sign him. Uh, I you can't fault him for. If Bertuzzi said, hey, I want to test the market, you can't fault Sweeney for saying, okay, well, then we're going to have to go out and, you know, make do with what we got. We can't sit around and wait. That's You can't fault Sweeney for doing that. Um, I, I wouldn't want Sweeney to just sit around and wait. Um, yeah, I also think, yeah. though, like, especially for Lucic, though, if he wanted to be a Bruin so bad, if you told him, hey, check back in on the 2nd of July, we might have something for you. Mm-hmm. And... Even with JVR, I mean, I would take not having JVR if it meant Bertuzzi. maybe you had a chance at Bertuzzi the next day. Yeah. And plus, with having to worry about selling off pieces and then not getting Bertuzzi, the good thing is, I I don't know what the exact percentage is, but you can go over the cap in the summer, mm-hmm. but there's some date some at some point in the summer where you have to be under that cap. I think it's September something also... right before training camp. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, again, I I do agree with what you're saying, Will. I I I don't fault Sweeney for no. like, yeah, yeah, then making the decision where they're saying they're testing the market and saying, okay, we're done here. I don't fault him for that. I fault him for not getting a deal done before then. True. 
Uh, yeah, think, once, once the he reports... has declared that, you know, once he and his team have declared, yeah, not re-signing because the yeah. two of them couldn't agree. Sorry, you well, do everything I mean, in your power to agree and find What the heck are these reports about, oh, well, there was, he wanted five years, Bruins were only going four or, you know, there were like, several reports like that. And it's like, if that's true, then uh, there's no, to me, there's no difference in playing Bertuzzi, let's just say 5.5 still, just for whatever, five point five over four versus five. I mean, you're gonna suck in four or five anyways. You're gonna suck, yeah. and even if you're a little bit competitive, you're going to have a lot of cap space. Yeah. But now we're all building up this big. Oh, they're gonna spend like crazy next summer. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> and even if they do, who knows if it's the right players? And plus, half these half these players that are projected to be free agents probably won't even be become a ufa because they're gonna yeah they're gonna get locked up so it's i mean it's it's a lot more complicated than we know obviously and Mm -hmm. we will never know the ins and outs and stuff but from the outsider perspective which we all know the same stuff when we're arguing on twitter you know it just looks like hey this should have been handled before july 1st and i mean correct me if i'm wrong but from the start bertuzzi said he'd he could see himself staying here, and he kind of wanted to stay. Yeah, he did. So I I don't know. I mean, it's whatever, I guess, because to me, if even if Bertuzzi stays and Bergeron retires, I, I don't see the Bruins being good in that scenario or, you know, cup-worthy maybe in that scenario. But hey, Patrice Bergeron, please don't retire. I can't take this. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Um, so while we were talking about drafts and stuff, I looked up, uh, NHL has a records page of every draft pick. Um, I sorted by height and according to NHL.com in 1980, the Capitals drafted a guy that was 12 feet tall. What? <laughs> send they, me that right a, now. They, they had a massive typo. <laughs> Please send me that. I just tweeted it, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just sent it in Discord. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was funny to see. Um, even then, the dude the Flyers drafted ten foot three. three? <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. Like the uh, Sabres guy, the the fake guy the Sabres drafted. True. I don't even. I saw people talking about that. I don't even know what that's about. But yeah, sure. Um, when was this? What year did you say that was? Eighty. Okay, this dude born in Peter Anderson. He's six foot two, I think I saw. In actuality. Round nine. Wait, what round is that? Wait, what draft is that even? Sorry. Uh, I think that was the nineteen eighty draft. Okay. I think I looked it up because I, I found a I different Peter Anderson. <laughs> Me too. It's fun. Um. um <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Okay, on Hockey TV it says six two or. 6.02. I don't know if it's actually if that's inches or if, yeah, whatever. I definitely don't think it's 12 feet. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's it's not 12 feet though. I can tell you that. I had to I had to mention that. I'm sorry yeah, I couldn't keep it up. No, that's insane. <laughs> but even then, yeah, Konstantin Rudenko at 10 foot 3 <laughs> to the Flyers. Jeez, Imagine if there was just like a 12 foot guy nobody remembered somehow. Yeah. Just never made the league. That guy was 5'10". Close. God. Um, 
Anyways, anyways, yeah, Tyler um, Bertuzzi should still be a Bruin, and he's going Chris to Bergeron, haunt retire. the Bruins. He's I mean, score forty goals. You, you put him with like Matthews, dude. Oh boy, Bertuzzi, Matthews, Nylander rules for a full season. Oh boy, yeah. but hey, they still don't really have a goalie unless you believe in Samsonov. But well, they're trying to get rid of Samsonov, and Murray is the thing, though. Are they? I didn't even yeah. see that. Who would be their goalie? Wall. Is that what they're trying Someone to do? else, but they're $8.8 million over the cap. So, <laughs> like, they have negative $8.8 million in cap space right now. So, big math. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Awesome. Um, yeah. Fun times, right, guys? Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else on the Bruins. Uh, really. I don't. It's, you know, an hour and 12 minutes of talking about the Bruins. So, if you would like, we can run through quickly through the trades and other signings that happened of oh importance. Um, I'm really gonna have to pick and choose here. <laughs> um, yeah, or we could just save that when all these other guys sign. I guess that's true. We could always save that for next episode and just run through all of those because you know, yeah. Because honestly, even looking at trades, there are actually there's, some, a there's a lot of these that I still want to talk about, like Dubois. Yamamoto, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Team's clearing space. Did Yamamoto um, sign anywhere? Yes. yes. Seattle, right? Signed with, yeah, I thought it was Seattle. Yeah, he did. That's, that's that's Patrick Maroon yeah, got certainly. traded. Yeah, there's... We could yeah, definitely... The Wild easily become cup favorites. Yeah, we could definitely save that. And also, yeah, the signings as well, because... Hey, there's shout out Garner Hathaway. Went to the Flyers. Um... Ryan O'Reilly to Nashville felt like such a sideways move in terms of getting rid of Duchesne and then just bringing in O'Reilly. I don't know what's happening. And it's just such a fit because Ryan O'Reilly loves to play guitar. Oh, yeah. Didn't he in the cup finals stop at like one of the guitar stores in Boston and like buy a kid a fucking guitar? You know, I try not to think about that year, so I don't remember specifically if I'm being honest, but um, Lose Ryan O'Reilly buys guitar. Oh, uh, hold on. For rival fan ahead of Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final. It was ahead of Game. He literally six eleven, dude. The day before, literally twenty four hours before he'd be in the locker room getting ready for Game Seven, he bought a dude a friggin' guitar. My question is, how much was the guitar? Oh, probably less than the bill that they had at whatever bar or whatever they decided to go to (laughs) that night (laughs) but yeah okay yeah good for ryan o'reilly i'm just glad he's not a leaf and nolachari is a penguin we can root for him again yep well at least more and connor clifton went to the sabers he's making more money than Derek forbort Paid. Good for him. Yeah, three by. I really like the contract because it's three years, nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. He couldn't have gotten one more dollar. Come nope, on, can't get an extra digit on that contract. <laughs> but yeah. no, but good for Clifton. He, you know, he, he, he had a, a roller coaster with the Bruins, especially really? coming on Watching the scene in those twenty nineteen playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So good for him. Got paid. He's going to throw a lot of hits for Buffalo. He's going to give the puck up a lot. And he's going to score like a goal every 15 games or oh, actually maybe every 30 games that make you go, wow, he's underpaid. And then you see the giveaway right after. Yeah. So, hey, Connor Clifton. I'm going to miss the adventure. 
the adventure that was. Um, well. Wrap up with one thing here, I okay. think. Unless, do we have questions? I didn't even look. Uh, there are no questions. Wonderful. Will, I have a question for you. And he does not have an answer. <laughs> not, <laughs> he is currently muted. muted in the call. I just went to check All that. Right. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. I was just going to ask him for a record prediction, but that's cool. Oh, that's cool. hey, he I'll, I'll, I'll give you a record he prediction. He doesn't want to talk to me. Oh, okay. No, he's here. You're good. He's back. Go William? Yeah. Uh, what's your record prediction for the Bruins? Let's say they don't have Bergeron. Just throw out random numbers. Just make sure it adds to 82. Yeah, that that requires a lot of effort. Um. <laughs> All right, here, fine. Brackets of wins: thirty-five to forty, forty-five. Uh, you know, every five increments. Well, what what would you say? I know I started low there with thirty-five, but I mean, I think they're gonna hit forty wins. They're gonna be a five hundred team. They're not yeah. gonna. Okay, I agree. 40 forty to forty-five with a lot of shootout losses. That yeah, would make them make the playoffs. <laughs> they would probably make the playoffs that's if that exactly was the scenario. How I see their math working. Loser point. Yeah. Loser point's going to come up big. Especially if Watch. they're in a lot of tight games, that is probably what will happen. And you do have still at least some players who have speed and skill for overtime, but... I mean, no offense to Patrick Brown, Bruins but history. I don't know if how many three-on-three OT goals he and Jason Magna are going to combine for. <laughs> but all right, all right. You never know. Um, I was probably gonna say in its current state, thirty-five to forty is the range that I would put it in. But if Bergeron comes back, that definitely goes at least one bracket up. But at at the current moment, I would say thirty-five to forty. This team is gonna live and die by its defense. I will say, if they are a five hundred team and on the fringe of the playoffs come the trading deadline. I want them oh. to, if, if say they're within five points of the wild card and they're just kind of chugging along, I want everyone traded. I want draft picks. I agree. Like, just trade off. I think. I think if you go to the deadline and you, you know, I mean, there's a lot of X factors. Let's say they get to the deadline and. They have some momentum, and it looks like you know they actually have something. Then maybe you're like, okay, but if they're on a losing case, streak, yeah, yeah. Best case scenario, get to the trade deadline. They they might get in the playoffs. They might not. They're at that like real five hundred spot. If you're seeing that a guy like Lysel or Beecher or Harrison is like you know looking solid, getting solid minutes, um. I think then you sell. I think you send Forbert. You might, maybe even DeBrusque, because he'd be a pending free agent. I was going to say, you got a decision to make with DeBrusque. Yeah, I think that even if you're, like, pushing for the playoffs, (laughs) I think think you ship off DeBrusque anyway. Yeah, of course you do. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, but you've just always been a DeBrusque hater. (laughs) Well, we'll just think, you could get a first round platform. I get a first one. Depends. Depends on how his season goes. Yeah, yeah sure, maybe. But sure. you could definitely get useful assets, especially mm-hmm. for a pending UFA, if you don't think you could sign them. So yeah, yeah. no, I agree. 
You got to be smart, especially if you're out of it. Grizzlick too. Maybe you don't think you can sign him, or you don't want to sign him. Hell, even the guys they just signed. Maybe someone wants Shattenkirk. Maybe someone wants JVR. But yeah. I have a feeling if they have any trade value, that means the Bruins are going pretty good, where they wouldn't want to sell off. So hey, yeah. I'm just ready to enjoy the really big roller coaster that's going to go up and down, and probably more down than up. But hey. We'll, we'll be waiting on the edge of our seats for Patrice Bergeron to tell us what he's doing. Yeah. And I'm not ready. Nope. Well, on that note, um, if neither of you have anything else to add... I think we've said enough. Then we can end it here. Um, oh, one thing? One thing. Thank you for your services, Shane Bowers. True. Thank you, Shane Bowers. All right, that's it. Thank you for getting us um, Bowers. Riley Walsh. Because... Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> and yep, yep. I will leave this episode on this real quote from Brad Tree Living today. Oh no. Yeah, I mean, I think I've been open and honest in saying that I like long D. <laughs> <laughs>